Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. It's a uh, Tuesday. We continue with bonus Adam Robert Carter. Not only for these serious topics coming up the next uh, 25 minutes or so, but then ask Adam anything. By the way, this is a man who was on my phone, Dave Harrigan now, as Stumpy scumbag when i want to call him it's stumpy scumbag and you're dressed as jesus christ that's correct you want to remind folks why you were dressed as jesus christ in this picture i have right bordering on blasphemous yes i uh it was a (laughs) christmas bar crawl where it was Christmas themed, where most people dressed up as in, so you know, either Santa Claus or, and I'm a reason, I'm a reason for the season guy, and I said, well, it's his birthday, so I dressed up as Jesus. Yeah. Well, we certainly know Dave; he wouldn't dress up as Rudolph since he was all for Rudolph getting bullied. Yeah, yeah, bottom feeder. I th- yeah, think I we're against Rudolph being bullied. You're the one who appreciates the uh, the holiday special that's all about bullying. Showing yeah, Santa to be a jerk. It. Yeah, totally. No. We're pro-Rudolph. We don't Rudolph want him to be treated like dirt. Staring down the bullies and prevailing. You two would have been happier if Rudolph would have failed. And then they could have mocked him even more. I'd be happier we'll if more- Santa would stick up for poor Rudolph and say, Hey, eight little reindeer, shut your mouths. Let's treat him like a, you know, like a friend. In the end, who prevailed? Rudolph saved the day. Yeah, he got used. Maybe more of that with Ask Adam Anything. Got totally used. I want to <laughs> – well, we've all been used many times before, <laughs> so true. maybe it resonates with me that way. You started your show with this, and I was listening. I, wa- I wanted to pick up with it because I think I want to push back, but then I think as you continue to discuss it, you were pushing back at yourself. By myself, yes. Yes. Um. When is the right time to talk? Because we're going to start talking again about the horrifying events where three individuals are gone. They were murdered. And one another individual was shot. And he should not be forgotten. And you raised the idea early. And this is a conversation the two of us have had many times before because we've had horrifying stories like this Way too much. When is the time to discuss issues which people rationally, reasonably, and passionately think would either stop events like this happening or believe it's nonsense that these issues would resolve it? And I've changed over the years. I've changed dramatically over the years because for a while I felt like 
let's wait. Let's wait four or five days before we talk about mental health, before we talk about domestic abuse, before we talk about guns getting uh, to the wrong individuals. And then you know what happens? Life happens. Now, we are from the outside looking at this because these three individuals, their lives are not happening. The joy they will not have, the frustrations they will not have, seeing friends and family and kids and all these opportunities when you're talking about two individuals, 27 and 140. I mean, that's so much of their life that will not be led. My point is, I'm sure Vanita talked about it today. You talked about it. I'm going to talk about it. Jason's going to talk about it. But are we going to talk about it Wednesday? Yeah. Are we going to talk about right. it Thursday? Those families live it every second of the rest of their life. So if we don't bring up these topics now, who gets to decide when? Yeah. And my point, then I want you to jump in. Too much of it is individuals will decide this is the right time we should talk about this when they agree with the point someone is making. But when they don't agree with them, They'll say, you shouldn't talk about this. But if the person was saying something they like, what they're like, yeah, exactly. We should talk about it right now. Both fair points, and which is why I kind of led. And I think what you just articulated is kind of what I'm going through, too, is just a, a, like a, a, I lament that we can't, you know, that everything suddenly is, it just becomes so divided. And my point too is like, you know, if we can, the problem is, is if we could have a constructive conversation about those, those goals, about how to, how to improve our lives, make things better, how to make sure it doesn't happen again. But we can't do that because we automatically go to the, it's all or nothing. And that's it. This is an example of it. And that's, I think, and you're right too. It's absolutely hypocritical because if there's some, there's a different topic that I, you know, that I feel strongly about. You're damn right. I want to talk about it right away. So, and I, I think it's just more of a, just a disdain, a disdain for where we've, where we, where we've arrived at, and and the fact we, we we don't do a damn thing to change it. We just like to bitch about it, and we like to point fingers, and sadly. The memories of people who tragically died often get lost in that noise. We can have such better conversations than we have if individuals, in my view, don't go to the edges of the conversation mm -hmm. and then blame everyone else. Let's just use the zero to a hundred here. Somebody goes to the hundred and Anybody who's from 95 to zero, they're the enemy. They're the devil. You don't understand. Uh, I push back strong. I'm assuming it says if you're more centrist on an issue or you're more op perceived as open-minded or willing to listen to the other side, that you don't have convictions. Give me a break on that. Just yeah. that, That's insulting. But the problem is, oh, there we go. Uh, the problem is when it's the immediate finger pointing of you aren't up to this conversation and I am. 
And that doesn't mean you have to agree with everyone who's a part of the conversation, Adam. It's just, it's, it's why when this happens, and this involves three people who served all of us every day, and thank God we have those individuals. And it resonates just a little bit different, but when in the next day or two, Someone is killed, and we talk about it, and then nothing will happen. Now, Tom Hauser's on on a lot of topics at 205. You know one thing I want to talk to him about? Red flag laws. Yeah. Right? So that's been a big debate all across the country. We now have it here. Um, We have an individual who, obviously, going back to 2007, faced what he faced, but then two other domestic matters— came up in 17 and 20. The debate on red flag laws and and when they should pop up. So that'll be a part of the conversation with Tom. But I want to hear from people right now. Through a phone call or text, 651-461-9226. I believe we should have the conversation when all of us are talking about it. And hopefully in a, a reason, intelligent, an open-minded way where you're allowed, by the way, to push back. But the other person doesn't become evil automatically because you disagree with them. And if we keep deciding this is the right time to talk about it, and maybe it's, maybe it's one week later, you know what history tells us? We don't talk about it. We just move on to something else. And I'd love to hear from people what they want to say about this, including Dave. Six Five one four six one nine two two six. Back with Hartman Carter and Harrigan on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Among the uh, texts coming in, Chad Hartman, Adam Carter, Dave Harrigan, Newstalk 830 WCCO. Well, I I shouldn't uh, let the music slip by. Adam, would you like to guess, unless Dave has told you, would you like to guess at the music theme for the day? I don't know. Let me see. Great tune. Criminal from Fiona Apple. Criminal from Fiona Apple. Uh, Songs related to crime? No. Much happier thing. Oh. It's National Muffin Day. National Muffin Day? Yeah, so we have songs and artists related to different flavors of muffins. I do have... A question for Adam related to the other national day. So let's get back to muffins <laughs> and the other one and uh, to ask Adam anything. We're talking about when is the right time to talk about what should be done to try to slow this down, whether it's the attacks on police, whether it's the shootings, what we can do among the text. Nice try. Democrats have wanted to talk about guns and Republicans block it every single time. 
What do you want to say to that texture, Adam? Um, I don't know. That's not the case. This is part of the problem where we have one. Now, you could argue is one side more willing to compromise than the other, maybe. But, well, it's become one side. It's it's a gun problem. The other side, it's a mental health problem when the answer is both. And we should have an ability to actually, you know, again, have a meaningful conversation and be able to agree on some things with the full understanding one company or the other is not going to get or not one side or the other is not going to give everything they want. I think it's, it's, it's fairly stated. I, I wish we did not have as many Republicans on the edges who acted like we can never touch any amendment when we've touched amendments for decades and no one could have predicted in the 1700s what we're dealing with muskets and the oppression of government to what we're dealing with now with armaments and and uh, different rifles and the and the power they have but to suggest that the guns are the only part of the conversation just isn't true. Right. It's a huge part of the conversation. We both collectively and individually have talked about it. But there's other facets or there's other areas where the dialogue should absolutely happen. And, you know, you mentioned mental health. I say this probably too much because it is a default. And, by the way, it's a legitimate issue. It's a legitimate issue. For everyday individuals, everyone on the show has talked about mental health struggles. Uh, Many people listening have faced it to various levels. But I keep going back to this, Adam. When we see where our country ranks in mass shootings and mass killings, and when the only thing some individuals will say, well, it's a mental health issue. What's happening with the mental health in these other countries where their shooting numbers aren't even close to where where we're at? So it's it's mental health doesn't stop at uh, Hawaii and Maine. Stop with that nonsense. At the same time, this horrible case in Burnsville, by all reporting done, is one that points to an argument of many who support uh, the Second Amendment and support gun rights is that. That's great. You want to make laws to restrict my ability to, you know, whether own, use, or possess firearms when a lot of these guns are in the possession of people that shouldn't have them anyway. And and any any law on the books would have done nothing or didn't, at least in this specific case, would not have done, would not have prevented what happened here. Well, that's the whole point, right? And if anybody had the perception... Uh, Have all three of us said we believe stronger gun legislation should be tried? Every one of us Mm -hmm. has said said that. My point lately, Adam, the last week or so going back to Kansas City is can't we try something for a year? Right. Can't we have Missouri try this, Minnesota try this, Hawaii try this, Alabama try this? And we see. I thought that's the whole point of states as opposed to one federal policy. Right. And – 
We're not going to violate, you know, standing laws of the state. But this is where if we still have more of the center right and center left to come together and let's say I'm on the center right and you're on the center left, I can say to you, you know, philosophically, I really don't think this is going to work. I've believed this for a long time. But let's tangibly yep. see what what happens. And this also can't be the point. Like, I, I, I even heard Jason and Dan making this point yesterday. I was shaking my head a little bit. Well, when people are talking about greater sentencing, what do they think? We're just going to put them away for 40 years? That's a straw man argument. I'm, I'm going to bring that up with Jason because when we had on what I had Todd Axtell on last week, you had him on yesterday. We had uh, the Dakota County Sheriff on yesterday. We've had Brian O'Hare on both our shows, Bob Fletch in the show, when they talk about the recidivism. So am I saying the first time, uh, let's say the third time some 17-year-old comes in and it's the same one, that the kid should go away for, for 40 years? No, that's nonsense. But how about multiple years? Yeah. How about we do something? For that, so it's it's kind of two points, but I'd like to see a few of these things actually happen as opposed to the rhetoric about it. More text here. Please talk, keep talking about it. Keep pushing the dialogue. The national media gives away, and they fold after the first day. I kind of get why the national media does that. There's there's so much going on, Adam. That's why it's up to us to continue the dialogue yep. uh, as much as we can. And I, I think we try to do that as much as you're right, as much as we can. And it, but you're right; it, it gets difficult, and it's sad as it is. Is every given week, or if not day, brings a whole new, other set of topics that need to be addressed too. Racial prejudice aside, with everything going on with George Floyd, Kim Potter, and now the police officer who is dragged by the car. Do you think police officers are more reluctant to act and put themselves more at risk because of the potential political fallout? I say yes. Adam. 100% yes. Yep. Don't think there's a doubt. Nope. Right. And this is from friends of mine who still are police officers. And in particular, two or three conversations I've had over the last year with individuals who are the ones a very good friend of mine and the others I know casually and they talk about it, and it is that split-second decision, Adam. It is incredibly difficult. That, you know, I make a split-second decision, I just screw up a word, or yep. I ask the wrong question, or I'm not paying attention. Uh, what happens with doctors and uh, police officers and paramedics, the ramifications are extraordinary. And that doesn't mean, and even Blair Anderson said it to me yesterday, immense respect for Blair, a former St. Cloud police chief. Blair used the phrase, the vast majority of police officers. And talking about police officers yep. who are good. So this vilifying nonsense that this radio station has vilified all officers, that is repugnant, yep. insulting, and not accurate. But I heard you make the point yesterday. All of our jobs are some people who are great at it, some people are good, and some people are lousy. Right. And so I'm not talking about just automatically punishing, but it just talks about how hard the job is, Adam, where you have this instant to make a decision. Some are reluctant, and some feel like, Adam, if they're too reluctant, they might end up dead, yeah. or they might end up, all of a sudden, they're facing charges. It's so hard. And it, we see it in result 
with the numbers of police, uh, just people who just don't want to do the job anymore or don't want to get into the line of work anymore. And what my fear is, as I've voiced many, many times, is that because there's so many jobs that need to be filled, that some of those jobs, sadly, are going to be filled by more competent people, and the cycle yep. repeats itself. That's it. Yep. Let's get to Matt here. Matt, thanks for listening. You're on uh, CCO at 30 past 12. Hey, guys. Um, so I, I'm, I'm down here in uh, Rose Mountain, one of Adam's fellow Rose Mountainians, if that's even a word. Um, <laughs> I, look, I, I look at what's going on, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying I am a firearm owner. I own a handgun for protection in my home. That's all I own. And I would love to give up that firearm. But I look around at the things that are happening, and it, it, things I seem like they're getting worse. And I'm a pretty centered guy um, in terms of my politics. But I can't help but look around at some of the things that the DSL has done recently and what they're trying to pass now. And I feel like they're making our state less safe. And I hate to point the fingers at one side. I'm not concerned about legal law-abiding firearm owners. I'm concerned about criminals. I'm concerned about criminals who don't fear any repercussions of the, for their actions. You've got, last week it came out that the DSL is expected to consider reducing the mandatory five-year sentence penalty for, gun, for felony gun possession. What kind, of, what kind of message does that send to criminals? Like, hey, before it was a five-year mandatory sentence, they're going to they're gonna drop that. You can look at just carjackings and shootings, and the people who are getting arrested, so many of these people are people who have recently been let out of jail because we don't have tough, um, we don't, we don't have tough standards on crime in this. So I'm not concerned about the gun problem. I'm concerned about, <clears throat> understand. are we tough enough on yep. criminals and crime? And do our laws deter people from committing crimes? I'm not sure it's they do. Fair point. Adam, what do, thank you, Matt. Excellent call. What do you want to say about well, that? Well, quickly, he talked about that uh, gun law that was being proposed. We talked to uh, Tori Van Hoot today from Axis about that. She said that bill already had faced a significant uphill battle, and now with sadly what happened this weekend, it probably has no chance, and you're right. That, the mess, if nothing else, the messaging and the optics, to me, sometimes is head-scratching, and I agree with Matt 100% on that, where it's just like – and I, I agree – there absolutely has to be a lot of reform inside the prisons and uh, how we determine sentences. But, boy, uh, you know, sometimes you see some of these decisions and some of these rulings and it, le- it leaves you scratching your head, especially where we are right now. Yeah, I agree with Matt a lot. I really do. I think uh, the Democrats, and that doesn't mean, by the way, for the recidivists, um, we shouldn't find a way for pass for them to have an opportunity to do right. other things. But you need to pay for your crimes. Amen. You do. Yep. And there is a perception, there are optics, and there is the reality. And I think Democrats, too many, not all, have been too soft on crime in this state. That doesn't mean they deserve all the blame, but some of it, absolutely. And I think they've moved too far left, in my view. Lighter, dramatically lighter topic, our normal fun with this guy ask adam anything what do you got lighter topics let's go calls and texts 651 
461-9226. I think, and I know you're about to tell me, Dave Harrigan, stay in my lane. I should. I think that's right where we need scumbag announcer. Right? We got to work scumbag announcer in to ask Adam anything, don't we? I was reminded he did call me Mr. Scumbag. So I do Mr. appreciate scumbag. He did say Mr. Or no, Mr. <laughs> announcer, you're a scumbag. Mr. Announcer. Sounds like something my father would yes. uh, <laughs> would go with. Okay. Uh, muffins came up because it is National Muffin Day. One of the questions right away, Adam, muffins are an overrated breakfast item. Mm. What is the greatest breakfast bakery oh, item? Boy. Very good question. For me personally, I mean, an English muffin to me is... I love English muffins. Uh, croissant. You love the Brits. And, yeah. and the French, the croissant uh, will not croissant. be slept on. Uh, yeah, those two. 1A and 1B. Dave, your biscuit is not getting the proper credit from Adam Carter. I, I mean, to start with the English muffin, <laughs> <laughs> who hurt you? <laughs> Uh, it's cheering for the red coat. Did your, did your parents yeah. drop you on your head off the changing table? My wow. goodness. Actually, that did happen, by the way. I broke my jaw at six months old. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. It was my grandma, my dear Nana, my beloved Nana, was watching me and didn't watch me close enough. And I think I rolled right off the counter. Why I was on the counter, there's a lot of questions to be answered that sadly. Wait a second. And all if you could this... eat for the next month was a blended English yeah. muffin. <laughs> exactly. I was the youngest this... <laughs> broken jaw patient wow. ever at the University of Minnesota at the time. Thank you. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> I, maybe that has to be a part of the open. Is this the same Nana who put things on the roof to scare you? Yes, Nana Ninnaman. Yeah, she, no, she allowed a guy dressed in a devil costume to go up on the roof. And so on Halloween, I came to the door thinking there was a trick-or-treat and there was a devil like... <laughs> Swooped down from the roof. <laughs> yes. And I loved her. Oh, I miss Nana. Are you familiar with Stockholm Syndrome? I mean. She used to burn Dave, me with cigarettes. She'd burn me with cigarettes. So it was all good. I, Dave, how should uh, Adam feel about. Let's throw this in Ask Dave anything. How should Adam feel in hindsight about Nana? I, I don't think that well. There may have been some questionable choices that he didn't uh, realize were so questionable at the time. <laughs> uh, Chief Programming Brain Wizard Lane suggests the apple freaking fritter. Where do you stand on that? Because I'm going to call overrated. Apple I, fritter? The apple fritter doesn't do much. Yeah, I'm not a big apple guy. I just I like apples, but I don't like uh, apple pastries. I don't like apple pie. I know it's anti-American, blah, 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 but no. What the apple communists? fritter isn't too what? bad. Apple fritter is. Yeah, I mean, what do you free. communists have for dessert? You don't like <laughs> apple pie. Right. I mean, my God. Do you, do you burn the flag while you're having your uh, baklava? I mean, Kill a bald eagle. Russian, yeah. And it came with the Greek ba- Baklava, yeah. Sounds Russian. You're thinking of the uh, Belalaika, the, the musical instrument. Uh, it's also National Cherry Pie Day. So go ahead. Again, the only cherry pie pies. I like is Warrant. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. Well, you've been to a number of strip clubs, so yeah. that's uh, that's been played. Dear Adam, which is the most boring to watch, a swim meet, 
a marathon race, or a cross-country skiing meet. That's not close. Marathon. Who, who, watch, who would watch a marathon? I, unless you've got somebody participating. These people who show up to the Twin Cities Marathon and just to go out there and watch. Run, I mean, come on. you got something I, better to do. Honestly, you're, you are swim a, to the choir swim, on that one. Swim, swim, swimming is a, one of the most exciting sports to watch. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. And if you don't have a personal connection <laughs> and you're out there. I mean, I'd be out there. Two of The three of us would be out there having a big old burrito, maybe, you know, just <laughs> sitting there. Glad it's you not know, me running, I'll tell P- you that. Yeah, Alan Page and his tuba, that's it. Everybody else, get back inside the house, okay? <laughs> uh, more text. Asking for a friend, are we ever going to get going to the lake back, finally with CCO this summer? I've been asking for years. We'd love to see it come back. Go ahead and explain that we jumped on that, uh, we jumped on that parade, Carter. Absolutely, and with, I know both of us, and I'm sure a lot of, I, mean, I know Jason would still love to do that. That'd be great. I think all the whole oh. air, air staff, I think, would be on board for that. This is when uh, Stash was running things, and he wanted us epoxied to TV. Yeah. Now, it worked out because we had a lot of fun with the, the new news hit, which my I think my over-under in that lasting was two weeks, and it lasted seven years, I think. So worked out very well. But then TV did go into the lake. Then we went with... I think I had a great time every single time. You know me. I, I can be a I mean, I can be a world class cynic. And then yeah. by the way, you can be a historic cynic. I mean, you yeah. could say, fine, you're the world record holder now. Don't forget I set the mark. Yeah. And every time the people were so kind. And I have one last word for you on that. Pergola. Amen, pergola. brother. I'll never oh. forget that pergola. I will not forget that pergola. <laughs> I still see it if from time there, to time in my dreams. <laughs> you would not have forgotten that pergola either. Uh, Adam is up first. Not Adam Carter. Adam from Robbinsdale, uh, which is no Golden Valley. Let's just be clear. Robbinsdale's fine. It's just not Golden Valley. Uh, keep the texts and calls okay. coming. Travail. Six. Travail. Hello. Oh. oh, I mean, we just put Adam right in the line. I was going to take a break, but let's. Adam, can we take a break? I mean, we teased you. Yeah. You're right on Travail. That's yeah. great. We'll come back right with Adams. We say somewhat on time. 651-461-9226. Right in the middle of Ask Adam Anything. Let's go to Adam. He wishes he was in Golden Valley. He's settling for uh, Robbinsdale. Good to hear from you, sir. What what do you have for us today? Well, before I get to Mr. Scumbag, um, on that same topic, I may never be able to call in again because I may not get by your screener. Arrogant, I got to tell you, Woodbury sucks. It's I'm, Tamarack I'm with, here, Tamarack you. there. Oh, my gosh. Every third road is yeah. called Tamarack. And to be a legitimate suburb, you have to have a hole in the wall. You have to have a white yeah. bear bar. You have to have a shoelers. So, anyways. Yes. Now, Mr. Sc- Mr. 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 Scumbag, um, every office, especially when you have a shared space, there's always one person that leaves it a disaster. Who is the most guilty person at CCO that when you know you're going in the studio after them or the newsroom, you're like, oh, there's going to be rappers or they, or they just stink up the place with their 
leftover foods that they put in there. Who's the most guilty party SEC? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Very probing. Excellent question. Very good question. Now, I mean, uh, I've, I've got all timers and current ones. That question stunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here <we go. laughs> Currently, it's to Russia. He just, you know, leaves his wine glasses yes. wherever. Let, let, let's 100%. just leaves it around for the minions to, to pick up. All-timer, yeah. uh, that would have been two people, Mike Lynch and Mike Max. They used yeah. to use my desk when I wasn't there and used to just leave 100%. it like crumbs all over the – just like, come on, man. I'll give, I'll give a couple more, Adam. John Williams, way up on that yes. list. And then our guy, Cousin Kyle, Kyle Sheely, oh, yeah. who we're all friends with. Uh, Kyle never full-time produced the show, but frequently did. And he's very good. But then he would come in oh, yeah. with, like, and Kyle is fit now. He is in great health. But he would come in with a Chinese order that would feed half a China. Yes. Okay? Yes. And he would bring it in at, like, 1207. And he would start eating it at him as the show's beginning. And four or five times the first half hour, he'd push the wrong button. And then he'd look at me like he's Magic Johnson doing a look-away pass. And he'd press <laughs> the button. And he fooled me the first couple yeah. times because, you know, he'd look at his face. No, he'd be doing that and then trying to convince me. But, yeah. Adam, he would bring in Chinese food yes. that would smell for about a week. Right. right Carl? Smelled good, too. I mean, I like Chinese food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. For sure. A lot of egg foo yang Excellent on call. the board. Yeah. Yeah. We expect you to move to Golden Valley by the end of the week. Lester is listening. Go ahead, Lester. You're on. Right. We, CCO. By the way, we need, we need more yeah. Lester. Yeah. 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 Well, um, Lester Dudas um, calling from Egan Prairie. Um, most people, you can call me Les, Les Dudas. Um, how high does a hill have to be before we call it a mountain? That's a great question. Mm. I'm going to mm. go with uh, uh, 2,500 feet. That's just my call. It's Adam's and you're rules. an expert in this area. Adam's too, geological right? rules, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Les. Call in again. I feel like I've heard from you before. Among the texts, how did Adam's daughter's uh, dance team do last Friday? Adam's response was, not well, they struggled. I told Morgan to move out for embarrassing her family. <laughs> then the text her back at you. Sorry, it didn't go well. Total shame to her family. <laughs> they struggled. Well, I heard you yesterday. You basically said they choked that the nerves got to. I think it did. I mean, I can call. I can say that. I think they'd agree with me. And then, Dave, again, as I was listening, he's like, I sensed it. I knew it. How do you know? Oh, you what can a, tell. I've <laughs> seen enough dance, my friend. Dance yes. team is nervous. Well, not nervous. I just, they were sloppy. You could tell that there was, they weren't as synced up as, as they usually were. So, I'm sorry to be objective. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe a little support. I mean, Adam, more text here. Do you prefer a cement or asphalt driveway? I have an asphalt driveway. I'd like a cement driveway. I think I think I'd like a cement driveway. Adam, what is your favorite music? A lot of good text. Boy. I'm so varied on music, you know? It's like Okay. What? I I I do like a variety of different types of music. 
If like, yeah, look, if I could only listen to one genre of music. Patriotic March. <laughs> but John Philip sues all the way. <laughs> oh, it's fish. Just stop. No, no, I don't think. I, I, band I, that no, you like. I that. think like classic outlaw country. It might be number one on the list. So in other words, you're mocking our sister station. That's what you're doing. Yeah, that's I'm not that kind of country guy. Hmm. No offense, like those guys. Yeah. Just... I think uh, I think they should take that as, as very offensive. You're transported back to 1985 in a time machine. You're headed to your favorite mall at the time. The first store you go to is oh, another very good question. Boy. 1985. I'm 10. Probably going to like a sporting goods store, you know. Cokish used to be around. Cokish sports. Foot Locker, you know? Foot Locker, yeah. Do these guys feel just stupid wearing the referee <laughs> outfit every day? I mean, come on. <laughs> Plus, they must have been told they'd be fired if they didn't approach you within one second. I mean, you're told, how can we help you? How can we help you? Just right. a little space, yeah. maybe. Oh, you want to stick around for the next couple hours also? I know. You know, I'm four in. Might as well just keep yeah. going. Keep going. I can keep Thank going. You, I'll keep going. Yeah, of course. Of course you can. Of course you can. Uh, Adam, Mr. Scumbag Carter here on CCO. Retiring rep Frank Hornstein early next hour on CCO.